Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, our continuation of our LISC series is uh, is here. And I have a very special guest. And you can hear she's got a she's got an active life. You can hear the kids in the background. Uh, Melissa Can is our very special guest. She is the the sister of of the late Maureen Brainerd Bonds, and she was one of the young women that was killed in and around Gilgo Beach, Oak Beach area. And uh, again, it's uh, it's it's heartbreaking always to talk to a, a victim's a family member, a loved one. But it's it's important, and she knows it's important to to get the message out there, to keep the message out there going. But here's the whole reason that we're doing the the show, and we're trying to get everything, uh, all the attention back on it. Melissa, can how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I, I'm I'm doing well, and we're getting you know close to an election of where um, where the DA who is in, involved in this case, or, or the latest DA that's involved in this case, uh, may actually lose. Uh, what's going on? Can I ask you if you have a, a good relationship, a bad relationship, or any relationship with Tim Sinney, the current DA? I have no relationship with um, him, but I don't barely like him at this point yeah what do you what do you gather uh tim sinney is is preparing to do he he made a controversial uh decision to basically uh, get all the homicide detectives out and he kind of put his own little crew around and, and nothing against them but it seemed like a, a radical move at the time and he he removed a police officer who a detective who was working on the case for nine years uh can you give us a little of your feeling on that well, I'm I'm upset. I'm upset about it. I'm upset that he was taken off the case, uh, especially because he didn't do anything wrong. He had a really good rapport with the victims' families. Uh, I know that me and him, uh, he would maintain contact with me, even if there was not a new to to really tell me. He would just reach out and see how um, my life was doing going. And um, anytime there was anything in the news, he was. We were briefed on it prior, so we knew about what was, you know, about to, you know, be be told in the news. So there was a good communi- communication flow. And um, I was very confused um, and hurt because um, I just, I still don't know why this decision was ever made. And uh, the, the individual you're talking about is Detective Pat Portello. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct. Yep. Now, now I would think that you would get a phone call from the district attorney himself to uh, to let you know that there was going to be a change in the case and that the the victim's family or at least one representative from from each of the victim's families would have been uh, contacted uh, were you expecting that to happen or did you just assume that that DA Sinney wouldn't reach out to you no i just assumed he wouldn't reach out to me but i didn't even know it was coming i got a phone call one afternoon from Pat Pratella and basically um, telling me that he was taken off the case and that he was sorry he couldn't find justice for Maureen. And I could hear it in his voice, how like saddened he was about it. And, uh, you know, obviously upset. 
Yeah, uh, just uh, amazing, and it's heartbreaking listening to you and and talking to you. You know, prior to to us uh, recording here, just uh, just a heartbreaking situation. Uh, I'm I'm absolutely amazed that the district attorney, who is so big on press conferences and 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 doing all types of showy type things. I, I can't believe like he didn't turn it off for a moment to just kind of reach out and say, hey, look, this is what we're doing. We want to kind of give you a, uh, you know, a lowdown on what's going on. Uh, he didn't do that, Tim Sinney, but but he did appear on Fox News uh, or, or Fox Nation's uh, documentary. And he, he kind of showed the whole world the technology that he's using, uh, which in some ways and, and I don't know, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it, but gave the 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 killer that may still be at large out there um a, a heads up on what he's doing did you find that to be unusual i found that <clears throat> i found that to be unusual and i'm outraged by it i'm very upset by it because we were not told that these were the techniques that were being used we were you know of course if they're keeping it to the chest i understand but he decided on his own that he was going to re release the techniques of what they're doing and that is just ne neglectful to a to a case the ethics of the case you need to keep these these um techniques are very important on solving crimes yes you can release it after you find the person but not while you're currently investigating it. And I know that this wasn't a, a decision on the very department that's investigating it. It was a decision straight out of the DA's department. And the families, I mean, I'm outraged and disappointed. And at this point, I don't even trust Cindy to prosecute anything. If there was a, a arrest in this case, I wouldn't trust him to prosecute it. And that's sad. Yeah, no, that's it's not not only sad; it's devastating to to hear the hurt in your voice. Uh, Melissa Can is the voice that you're hearing. Frank McKay here with, um, uh, unfortunately, the 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 sister of uh, of the late Maureen Brainerd Barnes, and uh, and again, she uh, she is one of the young women who were murdered in. Uh, in and around Gilgo Beach and uh, and still no closure after all of this time no closure has come uh, can I ask you and if it's too difficult just uh, again we'll, we'll get into something else but can you give us a little bit of the the history of how you found out that Maureen may be involved with uh, with what happened at Gilgo well um, one day I was um, sitting in my living room and couple friends had came over and was like have you seen uh cnn and i was like what do you mean and they were like turn on cnn they found four uh skeleton remains on long island um you know i know maureen only went missing from new york city but maybe this could be something so i turned it on and you know i watched it and then started watching more of what was involving they were saying you know the, the girls were under you know five feet tall and it started just like overcoming me you know there was some other things that I can't speak about that was also coming in um that were kind of um saying uh you know this is most likely Maureen like my brother had passed away from a motorcycle accident a year prior to my sister being found and um those 
those interviews for for her missing persons tapes were were given back to us and this was prior to her identification so right there i kind of knew that one of um the skeleton remains was marine um and then it was january 24th or 26th when the homicide detectives came to my house and positively identified Maureen as one of the victims. That was a hard, hard, hard day. My God almighty. I, I just, and, and to lose your, your brother um, a year before this, I, I mean, what a, uh, well, that's, that's way too much um, tragedy for a family, one family to ever have to, to deal with. I, you know, I've been saying all along, and I'm going to say this with the greatest respect to you, that, uh, that because these women and some of these women uh, were known to, to have been working uh, in the sex industry, that uh, it, it was easier for um, the people and the DAs and the politicians to kind of discard them. And I said, if it was the if it was Jan Marshall and Cindy, or you know, some you know, if it was the girl next door, without you know, without that, they, they the people would be outraged, and there's no way that they could just you know handle it the way they've handled it. And and I'm talking about DA first and and Tom Spoda, and now pass along to uh, to Tim Cini. Uh, do you agree with that statement? Do you think it would have had, uh, because uh, the sex industry is involved, um, it, it's so much easier for them in their minds to discard this and the families of the victims? Um, I don't know. Um, I guess time will tell. I'm still on the fence on that. Um, I do know that in the beginning of my sister's missing persons case, there was a lot of wheels that were being turned that I didn't know about until actually a few years ago so i i i know that fact that there was an investigation into my sister's missing persons i'm not exactly sure um how current da the um da before viewed my sister um i would hope that they viewed them as just that victims but it's hard when women that are in the sex work industry go missing or end up murdered, people tend to look at them as if they're disposable and or this is what they got because they were working in this line of work. Amazing. You know, I, I, honest, honestly, it's, this whole situation to me is just heartless and callous and uh, disgraceful. And uh, for you uh, and, and the other uh, victims' families and family members of the victims, um, I, you know, to me, it, it's just it, it, you've been you've been discarded. It's it's almost like, um, and, and I, I think you alluded to this uh, earlier when we spoke. But it's it's almost like the whole family uh, was murdered, and it, it just uh, it's it just absolutely amazing. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, you're listening to Melissa Can. She is the sister of, of the late Maureen Brainerd. Bonds and uh, and and of course uh, you know we 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 think and our hopes and our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Maureen and the other victims in this case. Um, the effect that it has on uh, something like this has on the whole family and uh, an everlasting effect. Can you give us some description of what uh, what it's like now? I mean, I I just can't imagine it. It just 
you could turn it off like a switch. I mean, this is something that that must haunt you constantly. And and you know, without putting words in your mouth, I mean, please uh, give us a description if you would. Yeah, most definitely. Um, be- before my sister went missing, I was a whole different person. Um, I basically, I was only 22 when my sister went missing, so I had just become an adult, and I had to learn how to navigate my feelings, basically, on my own. <laughs> um, and I had children to take care of, so I had adapted a way to uh, keep my kids close because I knew there was firsthand there's evil in this world. Um, I'm very, um, very safe with them. I, I teach them um, different things normal moms would teach their children because um, typical moms have never had a loved one killed by such evil. So um, I have severe anxiety. Um, I deal with um, post-traumatic stress disorder due to it. Um, so it's, it's a different life. Um, but also some positive things did come out of it. I became more vocal. Um, I'm a very big advocate and, um, I'm able to speak up when I know that things aren't right. And before that I would, I was shy and I never really spoke up a lot. So, yeah, I I mean, yeah, you always, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I just, I, I, I just can't imagine going through what you have and the other, uh, family members have uh, have gone through and and to remain this calm and this patient while this uh, this whole situation is is just going on uh, what can you tell us about maureen let's let's uh, celebrate her a little bit and uh and again her life ended tragically but uh, I, i'm sure you could tell us uh, some of the best things about maureen that we should know maureen was how to put this she was a bubbly very full of energy uh young lady she loved to read books she wrote poetry and hoped one day that she could write lyrics that would actually someone an artist would take and and you know um make an album out of she um when we were younger she would read books to us and um it was very helpful because i i didn't read that well and she kind of opened my eyes to the world of books and she would always be reading she had one book that she would be reading all the time and then a week later she has another book um she was a really good mother she she tried her her best we live in a in a town that it was either you worked for the industrial um you know, some marine place or you lived, you, you worked at, um, places that just gave you minimum wage and you could barely, you know, um, survive and, and take care of yourself. So, um, I think that's where she kind of came in to thinking that she could get out of that threshold of being a minimum wage, uh, income but when we were younger, she, she was always, like, playing with Barbie dolls, and I always, like, kind of hanged out with my brother. I was more time boyish, but she, she would always try to get me to play with her Barbie dolls. And I'll tell you a story. One day, I pulled all the hair out of the Barbie doll, and she got so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, amazing. It's just heartbreaking every, every step of the way is, yeah. uh, is just heartbreaking. Um, 
you, I, I don't know if you keep your, your location uh, quiet or do people know? I mean, have, uh, uh, do, you, do you talk about your, at least your, your general area where you are? You're not a Long Islander, am I right? No, I'm not a Long Islander. I live across the Sound. Across the Sound, okay. And I, I, I would have to assume that anything that comes up on LISC, on the, uh, on the serial killings, that you immediately... Uh, you you gravitate towards it, or uh, you know, or or you either repel it. I mean, what is uh, what is your take on uh, on everything that comes out? Do you uh, do you absorb it or do you uh, repel it? I think I um I, I absorb it. I I gravitate towards it because I want to know the information. You know what I'm saying? I want to know exactly what people are talking about, what they're doing. Um. I think information is key, and um, that's how I view it. Um, No matter how painful it is, because it's very painful, there's certain things that I block out and certain things I just kind of keep at bay because I know it's not healthy. Um, So it's kind of like I I pick and choose exactly what I I read and what I hear. Let me... And just remind folks of the voice that they're hearing. If you're just joining us or if you're just turning on your, your radio a little late, Melissa Can is our very special guest, and she is the sister of Maureen Brainerd Bonds, who lost her life in, uh, in, in the terrible, tragic serial killing in uh, Long Island, known as Lisk, the Long Island serial killing and uh and i always uh, to me and again uh you know i never have once said on air you know who i think the killer is or whatever i i i talk about the cover-up and what's going on there but let me let me ask you this melissa um do you believe there were more than one killers uh in uh one killer involved in this uh situation or do you think the, the this is the work of one man or one woman um, I think I gravitate towards thinking maybe uh, it's one killer that evolved over time. Um, but I'm not, I don't have a degree in criminal justice or criminal forensics. Uh, but to me, it seems that way. Yeah, it's, uh, listen, it's, uh, you have a lot of time to, to think about it and to uh, absorb all of this. Uh, if you had any message to give uh, District Attorney Tim Sinney, um, what would you what could you tell him that he could do better? Or, uh, you know, there's a there's an election coming up, and there may be very well be a a, a new district attorney. Uh, what what do we want that individual, whether it's Sinny or whether it's Ray Tierney, the guy running against him? Uh, uh, what, what do we want them to know about the uh, about the victims' families and how you think it would be better to serve them? Well, what I would want him to know is that we're human beings. And we have feel. Yeah. Sorry. No, but don't. I don't, want, don't apologize. I would want him to know that we're human beings and that we we are real life and we are still here and we are waiting. And this is our everyday life. You know, this isn't a job we get paid for. This is something that we didn't ask to be. And um, I want him to think about us. You know, and and the victims as well. Um, and what I would want is for him to stop with the publicity and if if there was something that was important to tell we the family should know 
prior to watching it on some uh, documentary, as well as I think that I would like him to work collaboratively with the police department and not try to um, do the things that what he's doing, because that's just, it's not making this case any solvable. It's, it's, how to put this? My sister's murder investigation is not a political ploy for anybody. My sister was a real life person that loved, that laughed. Her life was taken away. So therefore, this is not a story. This is real life. So let's get back to the victims and what we are fighting for right now. Melissa, uh, I want to thank you very much for spending this time with us. Hopefully I can get a part two with you and hopefully hopefully we'll get some good news coming up um, where there's some uh, some you know changes made and and we'll be able to uh, be a little more optimistic towards bringing as as Detective Potello said to you uh, bringing um, Maureen's killer to justice and uh, those are those are pretty poignant words and uh when you hear them in the movies or whatever it's one thing but when you hear it in real life you have to you have to really just you know take a step back melissa do you have a a website or a social media site or do you just uh, do you kind of stay to yourself on this uh have you have you interacted with anybody uh, uh, the the public on any of this I don't. I have my own, like, private Facebook page who I only allow access to. Um, I just tend to uh, stick to myself and stay quiet, and, and, and hopefully one day there's justice. Um. Melissa Can, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Melissa Can has been our very special guest. She is the sister of, of the late Maureen Brainerd Bonds. And one of the one of the women found uh, murdered, uh, and oh wow, uh, just uh, it's uh, it's it's so it's so different when you're actually talking to uh, a family member, uh, and it, and it hits home, and I, I you know again, uh, it it becomes so easy to talk about when until there's someone here and they put a real life here so uh, uh, again um, our thoughts and prayers are with Maureen Brainerd Bonds and uh, Melissa Can and the, the family members of all the other victims here and we should never ever ever let this uh, be drowned out or covered up and we should absolutely keep talking about it and trying to to solve this and I, I think that we're, we're getting a little closer to all of that. Melissa Can has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.